0: Hi, and welcome back to another Elevator Talk with Michelle podcast. For the time that is ours to share, I want to talk about five black American towns that are hidden under lakes and ultimately from history books. Shout out to Amber Ruffin. In a video clip that has now gone viral, Ruffin kicked off a segment of her Amber Ruffin show by introducing viewers to historically black American towns that have been destroyed and buried by a lake or natural park. They're often referred to as drowned towns. We've often talked about Lake Lanier, but sadly, there's plenty more where that came from. So here are five that you should know about. Number one: Oscarville, Georgia, i.e. Lake Lanier. It's a popular weekend destination known for fishing, boating and so much more, including an eerie reputation that has deemed, that is deemed it as haunted in Georgia. But one lesser-known fact is the lake sits on top. Of the black town called Oscarville now Oscarville was burnt down in 1912 and more than a thousand residents were forced to leave following the allegations of a rape and beating of a white woman I think I mentioned this a couple of podcasts ago Rob Edwards was arrested on September in September of 1912 along with Ernest Knox and Oscar Daniel both teenagers all accused of raping and murdering a young white woman named May Crow. Edwards was dragged out of jail, beaten with a crowbar, and then lynched from a telephone pole. Daniel and Knox went to trial and were found guilty, and on the very same day, the boys were sentenced to death by hanging. After the initial trials and executions, white men, known as night Riders, forced black families out of their homes, burned down their land, churches, and schools. Once black families left, Lake Lanier was built on top of what was burned down. Number two, I, this is a hard one, but I'm going to try to pronounce it either way. It's going to be in the description box, and I believe it's pronounced... Kowalaga or Benson, Alabama. Turns out Alabama's Lake Martin is built on the previous majority black owned town of Kowalaga, I hope I'm saying it right. It is home to the first black owned railroad started by William E. Benson and the black school, the Kowalaga Academy and Industrial Institute. William is the son of John Benson, who was enslaved and then freed he went on a journey to rescue his sister in Florida who was separated during slavery and they made their way back to Alabama John purchased thousands of acres of land sold to black families where he formed a community William helped his dad expand the family business after William's death and the closing of the school Kuala was destroyed to make room for Lake Martin number three Seneca Village in New York City since see, you know what I, I, I think I pronounced that wrong is is Seneca I think it, uh, maybe it is Seneca Village but anyway it'll be in the description box began in 1825 and at its peak spanned from 82nd street to 89th street along what is now the western edge of Central Park in New York City By the 1840s, half of the African Americans who lived there owned their own property, a rate five times higher than the city average as reported in timeline. In 1857, I think I may have messed that up. 1857 is what I was trying to say. Sincere Village was torn down for the construction of Central Park. The only thing that remains is a commemorative plaque dedicated in 2001 to the lost village number four susanna alabama susanna or susan i don't know how you pronounce it it'll be in the description box was also flooded by lake martin according to alabama living more than 900 bodies were moved from cemeteries before the land was submerged the town once included a gold mine a school two mercantile, a grist mill, a flour mill, a sawmill, a blacksmith shop, and a church. And number five, Vanport, Oregon. In the 1940s, Vanport was the center of a booming shipyard industry because of World War II and quickly became the second largest city in the state. But as World War II saw white males drafted to serve overseas, a labor shortage pulled in a great migration of Blacks from the South. These new workers needed places to live. As the Albina neighborhood was the only place where black people could live legally, and I'm air quoting, it became too small for the growing population of black Americans, and Vanport was built as a temporary housing solution. At its peak, 40,000 residents, or 40 percent, were African American. But then, in 1948, massive flooding erupted in the neighborhood, and city officials didn't Can I say that one more time? Massive flooding erupted in the neighborhood and city officials didn't warn residents of the dangerously high water levels. So many didn't evacuate in time, unfortunately. Let me put a pin right there and I'm not going to belabor this, but I just think that it is so awful to think that we have ever lived in a time, or would ever live in a time where massive flooding is coming down the road, and we don't let residents know that it's coming, so that we end up losing so many lives, and all because of the color of one's skin. That is just truly sad. But as I was preparing my notes and when I read that, that was just so heart wrenching for me. It it really was. But we're going to move on. The town was wiped out within a day. Eighteen thousand five hundred families were displaced. More than a third of them were black American today. That area is known as Delta Park. So I don't know if you all knew any of this, but I just wanted to share it with you because I've been doing some research on various lakes and trying to find out the origin behind those lakes. Like where do they come from? Who lived there prior to the lake being formed? And I just had to start out with this one because i just thought it was so interesting so if you're new to watching i'm sorry watching if you are new to listening to my podcast i want to say welcome thank you for so much thank you so much for giving me just a few minutes of your time to share some information with you that you may or may not have already known i didn't know any of this so this is a learning experience for myself and as i get more information about other lakes i'll be doing podcasts on those as well if you're If this is not your first rodeo, welcome back to my podcast. It's always a pleasure to have you here. Please be sure to subscribe and support my podcast. Your support is greatly appreciated, and you can do so for as little as 99 cents a month. That's it. If you choose to give more, that's great. Your support allows me to continue doing what I love doing, and that is bringing you all great information teaching you things that you probably didn't know about and also motivating you because I do have some motivational podcasts. Make sure you go and you check those out as well. For the month of July, except for today, you will notice that I've been doing podcasts where I'm talking about ways to celebrate Christmas in July. I started this month out talking about how it even became to be. And so I hope that you all have learned something in those podcast that maybe you didn't know before or come up with some great ways to prepare for the holiday season which and I'm not rushing it but before you know it it'll it'll be right around the corner so having said that you guys go out there and be great because great is calling you and great is calling me until next week take care